This is an All Ears English Podcast, episode 299. Four topics that you should never discuss in a first English conversation. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, Jessica Coyle is back to give us a simple acronym to remember the four conversation topics that we must avoid on a first date or a first conversation in English in the U.S. Today, we are honored to have our special dating consultant back on the show, Jessica Coyle. She lives in New York City and she runs a dating blog called hopefuldisasters.wordpress.com. Check it out. And here we go with today's show. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing? Welcome back to All Ears English. Thank you so much. I am great. How are you, Miss Lindsay? I'm doing excellent today. Thank you so much. And we're excited to have you on the show today to talk about what topic should we actually avoid when we're just kind of getting to know someone. I mean, you are our dating consultant here at All Ears English, so we're going to be talking a little bit about what topics to avoid on a first date. But I think that these topics also really fit for just in general when we're getting to know a colleague or a new friend or an acquaintance, don't they? Oh, absolutely. These these topics are, I would say, in almost any circumstance, are a little bit taboo to bring up when you're first getting to meet someone. A little bit taboo. What is a taboo? Taboo is something, it, it, it comes from Polynesian, or it means uh, something you must not do. It is an absolute, cannot do this thing. Interesting. Okay, good to know, because these, obviously, these can really vary across cultures, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we know if we've lived abroad, I mean, these can be really different. So it's really important to get to know these taboos, at least here in American culture. And again, we, you know, it's hard to, the U.S. is a huge country and everyone is very different. So it's really hard to kind of pigeonhole things. But these examples are just our own, you know, what we've, out of our experience and what we've seen. So let's dive into it, Jessica. We came up, or, well, you came up with an acronym. Well, I found this acronym. I edited it. So it's a little bit different from how I found it, but I did not create this. Um, You did not create it. uh, But Mm -hmm. it's something that I found on uh, Reddit and uh, edited a little bit for for this purpose. Uh, And that is PAIR, P-A-R-E. And that is a word that means to cut. If you pair away at something, if you pair out something, it means to cut it away. So I think that's a good uh, reminder. So what should I do? I should talk, uh, we talked about the things you do want to talk about, which is Ford, and what do you not want to talk about? Don't talk about pair. Don't talk about cutting. 
Yeah. So we talked about Ford in a different episode that's already been published. So if you guys are interested in what you should talk about, go back to that one. But today we're talking about what you should cut out of your conversations and avoid altogether. So let's jump into it. What is the P in pair? P stands for politics. So um, if you've met online, you probably, or even in person, you probably have a loose idea of the person's political leanings. Um, sites like Match.com and OkCupid uh, match people by political leanings. So don't talk about politics. It doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about volunteering for a campaign or casually mentioning your leanings. Uh, but what you don't want to do is to get drawn into a political debate. Uh, an issue, right? Yeah. An issue. yeah. So uh, th- this is even if it's something that might be a deal breaker in the relationship somewhere along the line, you want to resist the urge to get into a drawn out political discussion. It's just quicksand and it makes people feel very defensive. Oh, wow. It is quicksand. And this is an example of something that's so different in different cultures, right? Because I know that in parts of Western Europe and other parts of the world, it's legitimate, you know, dinner party conversation to talk about politics and political views. I think that here in the U.S. we tend to take our political views very personally and very seriously, like we cling to them. They're kind of a part of our identity. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things where once you get to know someone and once you understand people's triggers and how they react and how they feel, that's when you can start to dance around those issues. But if it's a first date and you don't know someone, you might be really stepping on a grenade if you say something like, well, I think welfare reform must happen, you know. Yeah, you really might be. And we just don't, we just don't know. We don't know that person well enough yet to, to go there. So just avoid any discussion. Generally, well, as you said, it's okay to mention maybe you're volunteering for a campaign, knocking on doors, getting petitions signed or something, but bringing up any kind of issue, like, what do you think about abortion? Yeah, <laughs> or, actually, yeah. I have a, a, a bit of an anecdote about that. And that's that, like, my, uh, when my mom met my stepfather, he was very, very right wing across the board. Um, he was, you know, and he remains that way to this day. But um, my mom uh, has a has a gay brother. And when when we when they got it, but if, they, if she decided to challenge him on that first date and get in a fight, it probably would have just ended in hurt feelings. And she wouldn't have changed his mind. But as mm. it was, they, they kind of slowly got into things that were respectful of each other. And my uncle got married three years ago and my stepdad was there happy um, tears in his eyes and he, he totally changed his position yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah interesting so it's it's just it's really proof to this idea that we need to go beyond a certain level with someone before we can really even engage with those topics um because those are huge. And I like that. I like that your stepfather was able to kind of um, start to kind of bend his point of view. Yeah. And, it, and and that's something that he did because he respected my mom and he loved my family. It wouldn't have happened if my mom had said, you're wrong. How dare you? Don't you know about my brother? And like stomped out of the cafe. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that would have been a, f- a first date and a last date, wouldn't yep. it have? <laughs> okay. I like that. That's a great example. Thank you for sharing that, Jessica. We appreciate that. Yeah. And and what's the A? Let's move on. So politics is the P in pair. And what is the A? What's the next topic that we should avoid? So the A is age. And again, you know, granted, you, you never want to ask someone their age. That's just rude in American culture. But if you're mm-hmm. meeting someone for a date, you probably have an idea of about what age they are. So I'm going to translate this to mean age you want things to happen. 
That is, don't get into any timeline discussions on a first date. That's not the time to ask questions about when someone wants to get married or have kids. Okay, I like this. So we're just assuming that the idea of asking someone's specific age is obvious, right? Although it may not be obvious for our listeners. I just want to go through that one more time, guys. In general, especially if you're asking a woman, but (laughs) basically if you're asking anyone their age, it's it's kind of condescending and it's it's too personal. And that we know that that's something that's quite different abroad, especially in certain parts of Asia. I know I think in South Korea and Japan, it's important to know someone's age. Jessica, did you live in Asia at one point? I'm trying to remember. Yes, I lived in Korea for four years. And yes. I was asked my age every time I met someone. So I got, I learned to not so. care about that. Yep. Okay. So you know that that's really important in South Korea because we need to know how to address someone, but here it's flat out rude. So we're saying don't do that. And then to, to take this to another level, this age thing, don't ask about timelines. Can you give us more examples of like what a timeline means? Like what are we talking about here? So for example, if I'm going out with someone and, um, and things are going well, I might in my mind imagine, oh, I could see myself getting married to this person. Hypothetically, I could see myself having kids. That's just, we all have that tendency to make a movie in our mind of what could happen with this person. But mm-hmm. even if that other person is inclined to uh, to want that same thing with you, you are going to terrify that person by saying, so how, uh, when do you see yourself getting married? How many kids do you want to have? When do you see yourself having kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, absolutely on a first date. But when do you think it's appropriate to bring that up? Like on which day? I mean, obviously there's not a specific formula, but at what point should you actually start having those conversations in your opinion, Jessica? I think that that, that it is important to bring up fairly early, I think, because it is such a deal breaker. If you never want to have kids and I absolutely want to have kids, we are going to hate each other in two years, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I would say once it looks like it's going toward a relationship and that's hard to do because you're all in all these happy butterfly honeymoon moments. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you have if you're on opposite ends of the poles and it doesn't look like it's ever going to change, you need to jump ship. So I would say Ugh, maybe a few weeks in. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say, you know, I, yeah, I also like to avoid I don't I don't like to approach dates like, a, uh, you know, a I don't know, as, as an equation. And so I also don't like to get down to business early and start asking those questions to check the boxes on a first date, because I think it kills the mystery and it just kills any potential connection. But I would say around a third, fourth date, you might start to think about, talk about those bigger questions in more vague terms, not so much nailing the person down. So what do you want? What do you want? Maybe just getting a general sense of what their feeling is around those issues. Yeah. I remember in my first serious relationship, I remember a moment and this was like seven months in when my boyfriend said, oh, you know, well, of course I'll never have kids. So, and I remember being like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I want any, but to hear him say he never wanted kids, I was like, Mm. Wow. And you hadn't talked about never. that before? I've never talked and I've and I've I've made it a point to bring that up at some point in every relationship since. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Yeah, and I think that's also just a matter of, of getting older and getting more serious about dating and, and kind of no-nonsense type of, of thing, right, as we get a little bit older. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, great. So let's move on to the R. So, so far, we have politics and age and obviously timelines, right? So what's the R that we want to avoid? The R is religion. Uh, so this one's a little <laughs> bit similar to politics. You probably have a rough idea of what your date's religion is, and that's something that could definitely become a deal breaker. But it's just too personal to get into on a first date beyond a casual, well, I was raised Catholic, but now I'm more non-denominational. So I would say this is something where feel free to share your information if it's part of your personal story, but don't dig into your partner's religious habits. Right. Don't ask the question, you know, allow them to voluntarily share what they want to share. And again, we want to remind you guys that these topics are to be avoided, not just on a first date, but again, if you're just getting to know someone, a colleague, a friend, an acquaintance, um, a friend of a friend, right? So these, these also go, are valid in those situations. So definitely not coming out and saying, what's your religion? Oh. Which church do you go to? Do you go to church? What do you believe? Those are very high pressure questions. It makes people feel very uncomfortable. I know I don't like to talk about it in the workplace. Uh, I happen to work with a lot of very religious people and it just draws a line that didn't need to be drawn. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. It also very important, a very important thing to know about American culture, right? It's a private matter. Mm -hmm. yep. It's a really, it's a private matter. I mean, people take religion, you know, they, they don't want to be pressured. They don't want to have that question asked and they don't want to feel like they're being judged by the answer. That's, yep. I don't want to feel like you think I'm less of a person because I don't agree with you on this. Absolutely. This is huge. And, you know, we go to different parts of the country and we see different, you know, um, certain areas of the country are more heavy in certain religions. And you might be more likely to be asked this question in certain areas of the country. But I think it's still considered pretty rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK. Date. Especially on that first date. Absolutely. So what's the E then? What's our last piece of the acronym? The last one is education. Uh, this is a tricky one. Uh, the goal here is to not come off as arrogant or judgy or on the other side to not self-deprecate or apologize for anything. Ooh, good one. I like this. Okay, give us more details, please. Okay, so maybe let's, let, let's say you dropped out of high school, but you're a successful mm -hmm. musician and maybe your date went to graduate school at Yale and spent summers doing study abroad. But yeah. it, it just doesn't matter or help anything to bring up that education when right now you both have jobs. You both have brought something to the table. You know, I, I have friends who um, one of them is a bike mechanic and the other one is a teacher with a master's degree, but they both are productive members of society and love each other. And it just doesn't matter. And no. it, it, it's something we're always curious, but it just, it, it's one of those things where you make the other, you, the only thing you, you gain is to make the other person feel bad or for you to feel bad if you start talking about that. Right. And the only thing that it does is that it puts up walls, as you said, right? It, it allows you to put people in boxes. And that's one thing that I, that I'm trying to work on is how can I not judge people? How can I not put people in boxes? How can I get to know the person as a person, mm -hmm. right? regardless of where they've gone to school. I mean, that's, that's really, really important. And I think the question that we do want to ask ourselves probably is, is there an intellectual connection here? You yeah. know what I mean? Are, are, are we intellectually compatible? And there's such a prejudice in our country against people who haven't gone to university. But that's, you know, that's something that's changing because a lot of the people that did go to college now have the same jobs as people who didn't, but they just have $100,000 in debt. 
you know? That's right. That's right. I think education is really changing and the necessity of going to higher education or having, you know, attending um, a university or graduate program is changing. Whether or not that's important, we, we just maybe not. You know, we do take on a lot of debt for it and there are other ways to educate ourselves. Yeah. So it's, it's just one of, it's something similar to all the rest of these. This is something that probably will come up eventually, but you don't want to make the other person feel bad and you don't want to feel bad yourself. You don't want to bring, open that box and say, oh, so where did you go to school? Wow. You went to Harvard and did, and went, went to, you know, your graduate program at uh, Stanford. Now I feel like I'll, like I can't contribute intellectually to this conversation. Yeah, it's just it's it's not a good way to start off a connection with someone. So so guys, avoid these four topics. Let's just summarize them real quick. So the P was politics. Don't get into politics. a debate. Mm-hmm. And the A was age. Don't talk about don't ask someone's age and don't start getting talking about timelines. Yes. And then the R is religion. Don't ask about somebody's religion. It's very personal. And then the E is education, just to avoid putting people in boxes and making people feel bad on a first date. All right, you got it. And if you want to know, if this is leaving you a little bit confused, making you feel like, well, what can I talk about? We recommend that you go over and check out the last episode when we talked about Ford, F-O-R-D, right? The things that you can talk about or that we recommend you talk about on a first date. So go and find that episode on our website, guys, or in iTunes. And I want to say thanks so much to you, Jessica, for coming on. And this has been super helpful. You know, it's great to have these acronyms because one of the things that our listeners struggle with is knowing what to talk about and what not to talk about. So this is really helpful. We appreciate your time. Oh, absolutely. And it's been a joy and I love talking about it. It's obviously uh, something that's I'm passionate about. That's why I have the blog. That's why I go on all the dates I do. It's, it's who, what is, what are humans if not people seeking, if not animals seeking love, I guess. I like that. It's a good quote to end on. Um, so can you tell us how to find you online? Sure. Uh, you can check out, you're always welcome to message me or you can find me at my blog. My blog is hopefuldisasters.wordpress.com. Perfect. So we would encourage you guys to go on over there and see what else Jessica is writing about dating in the big city uh, in the U.S. So thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on again. And we hope to have you back soon. Absolutely, Lindsay. Have a wonderful day. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.